This episode is marked explicit for trigger warnings, discussions of suicide, murder, and drug abuse. Guys, this is a super fun interview with our PR uh, PR manager, Steve Joyner. Uh, and listen, you're not going to want to miss that post-credit scene, so make sure you listen to the very end because we got a surprise for you. All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. <laughs> NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Welcome to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews, and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris Young! Welcome to No New Friends After Dark, where we are peeling back the onion of life, changing the world one episode at a time. Give me one second. Give me one second to flip through these notes. Okay, that's the only bullshit that Scott's making me say this week. Okay, so <laughs> this, like I said, this is No New Friends After Dark. I am alongside Virtual Studio. What virtual studio am I in, you might ask? Sandpiper Vacation Studio. Uh, head over to sandpipervacations.com for all of your traveling needs. Might be my shortest intro of all time. Not sure yet. It's not over yet. I'm alongside Virtual Studio with Scott from the No New Friends Podcast. <laughs> Nick from now. Nick is now from the No New Friends Podcast, but also Sandpiper Vacations. I get, uh, I get two titles. You get two titles. Yeah. You're our emotional support gay, which we did not mention in our Wednesday episode. We didn't. Yeah, Scott. You I'll that. I introduced okay. him as the emotional support gay. What, yeah, what else do we have to mention? I don't remember. That was also three drinks ago, Scott. <laughs> so if you, did, if you did do it, I didn't know. We are also joined with a person that I'd like to call Steve. People close to him call him Steve as well. Steve, Hello. how the, how the hell are you doing tonight? Um, I'm a little, uh, I'm tired, but I'm here. How are you guys doing? That's exactly, that's what I say every day of my life, actually. <laughs> my, uh, oh, my, I say it to my wife, I say it to my, my, my employees. I'm tired, but I'm here. It's very, really I hear I'm tired a lot from my wife, but for, you know, I'm usually trying to make a move and tired, really work out. Headache, my time of the month. It, it's exactly. All, it's, it's all the same. To Insert excuse here. Uh, I, I, before we get started with this, uh, with this interview episode, whatever you might want to call it, experience journey, uh, I do want to tell everybody that I am going to have to tag team this with Scott because, um, in the nineties, uh, Michael, J Michael Jackson, oh my gosh, Michael Jordan ate a bad pizza and, uh, turned into what he is called the flu game, uh, did play an NBA finals game with what has been produced. It might have been the flu, might have been food poisoning. We don't know. Uh, I'm kind of experiencing that. For those who don't know, I did tear my Achilles tendon. Oh my god! 
It, how long is this going to be going on? Well, listen, bit? Scott, I got my cast off today and it feels really weird. It's not even that it hurts. It's just like the wind hitting the area that the cast was on for the last two weeks just feels weird. So this is my flu game because I got a got a weird feeling in my foot. It's only been two uh, weeks. Jeez, it feels it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I got ice on it. It's a little swollen. So you, you tore your Achilles. I did, Scott. Would you like to hear this? Story? No, no, I don't. I don't. I want to get to our guest. It's way right. past his uh, bedtime. Fine, he, fine. He's given us his time. Fine. Scott is are, gracious. Are, 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 are you honest. feeling better? Are you feeling better, Chris? Thank you for asking. Asking, <laughs> oh, Steve. God. I, I broke. I broke my leg, and the coolest thing was is how white and skinny and creepy it looked. You got that? It's really? very, very white and skinny and creepy. That's a, that is the perfect. Uh, um, if you Let's look at my, it. come on, come on, it's bring pretty, it up. What do we got? It's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's got like, yeah. look, I got some razor burn because they shaved my leg. Yeah, yeah. got the razor <laughs> burn. Got the, yeah, like an albino Ethiopian leg. Well, your entire <laughs> leg is very white, though. <laughs> but but you know no, what? The, there's like dead skin and itches. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's horrible. I don't know why your skin just starts to fall off after a couple weeks at a cat. No it just air. starts to fall there's off. There's no air. It's there's no air. There's nothing. It, it dies. Yeah, the skin just like fuck you. I'm leaving. Like this is not yeah. even like even my skin's abandoning me. They told you don't stick a coat hanger down there or whatever. Yes, they told me not. Yes. And, and you're supposed to be opposite. It works because you're sweating and it's miserable. No, it's hard. That's why. Boxes. Yeah. That's why I vacationed to Alaska because I knew I was going to get this injury. <laughs> I was like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get the hell out of here. I mean, this is a sad story right here. Uh, you know, Chris, we should call my uncle who was in Vietnam and run this little tale by him. I'm mean, <laughs> <laughs> sure he can relate, you know. 18 months in the bush, but you know, I'm just kidding. No, no, breaking breaking a bone is weird because I heard that when you break a bone, and I have broken a bone, that even when you die, they can x-ray and see, oh, so, you know, it, it's never the same. You break something, they cast it together, but there's like a thin line or something. There's always an indication of you broke a bone. No, hmm. no, fuck that. I'm, I'm, I'm burning my body. I don't want anyone no, to on my post, post. No, I did. My, my parents were cremated. My brother was too. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, I'm. I don't want them to do X-rays on me. Uh, post whatever. I, I don't know. No, that's what I, I heard though. When they, when they do, no, when they do an autopsy, makes sense. A, I, I met, I met a guy named Thomas Naguchi. And he was a LA, L.A. County medical examiner for many, many years. He wrote a book in the 80s called The Coroner, and he did the autopsy of John Belushi, Natalie Wood, Marilyn Monroe, a lot of famous people this guy did. And he was the one that told me he did the, he, he, did, he went into Sharon Tate's house after the murder. And this guy asked this guy, I said, what's the creepiest part of your job? He said, well, when I walk into a room, I don't look at the body. I said, you don't look at the body? He said, no, I look all around. I look at the ceiling, at the window, if there's like a, a bullet or whatever. But the way this guy talked about forensic science was really fascinating. It was really, really fascinating how he how he found out that Belushi had died of an overdose was he grabbed his arm and he squeezed it. And there was a little drop of blood that popped up. He said, oh, he shot up. That's wow. crazy. His, Steve, his why haven't why haven't I interviewed this guy yet? He's dead. Belushi's oh, yeah. dead. Scott. No, not Belushi, no, no, the doctor. No, no, no. Thomas Naguchi. If you look, if any, if oh. any one of you guys are by Google right right now, is it, look up a book called The Coroner, and it's written by Thomas Naguchi, and he he was a he was a medical examiner in Los Angeles. He got fired for reporting that William Holden had fallen and hit his head, and the and uh, when Natalie Wood died, this is over forty years ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, very fascinating guy. But he said if the body moves and you got to worry, there's a friend of mine who lives in your state, matter of fact, his name is Bill Superfoot Wallace, and Bill is a martial artist, and he broke into films. But Bill uh, 
was one of Elvis's karate instructors. Mike Stone was the guy that that Elvis hired for Priscilla. Uh, Bill was Elvis's karate instructor, and he always says with celebrities he's two and zero oh because Bill was the guy that discovered Belushi dead. He was hired to get Belushi in shape for an upcoming movie, and then that's how I met uh, Thomas Naguchi. It's hmm. a domino effect with me in life. It's a domino effect. Okay, okay. Before we get too far, I was gonna make a joke about how I'm gonna cremate myself because I don't know what Scott and Nick are gonna do with my body after I die because Scott's unhinged and 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 at, Nick may be unhinged too. I've known him for like yeah. six months. I don't know yet. Uh, but Steve, you're too, like, why the fuck are you so interesting? Who uh, people, people are asking people, are, a lot of people are talking. Who the fuck is Steve Joyner? Why do you know the people that you know? Why are you the way that you are? Why, 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 where did this domino effect start? I'll tell you. So I'm not that I'm not interesting. And I thank you for the compliment, but I'm not really interesting. I, um, I grew up in Southern California. I'm a native. I, I live in the Southeast now. And, um, one of my best friends, you you got you all have interviewed. It was Carl Gottlieb, the screenwriter of Jaws. Great guy. And Carl's like an uncle to me. I, I literally he's he's one of my closest friends on earth. Well, I didn't know what a podcast was. I had no interest in radio shows or podcasts. I mean, honestly, I listen to radio for music. I would hear talk radio, but it was like Rush Limbaugh or Stern. And right when I heard their voices, I turned them off. I, I wasn't interested in hearing. I remember like the morning zoo and stuff. It was, it was like, they had one show I liked. It was called the war of the roses where they would screw with people. And, you know, but other than that, I never like, really got into it. So about seven years ago, I had, oh, yes, damn near seven years. I had booked Carl and the, and Joe Alves. who he, he was a production designer on jaws and uh, Richard Dreyfuss, the actor at an autograph mm-hmm. show. And a guy in Boston, a Facebook friend of mine, hit me up. He said, I, I'd love to interview them. They they filmed Jaws of Martha's Vineyard, da da da. He's, and he said, Can I get on a phone call with you? I said, Sure. And he's like, Yeah, I do a podcast. I'm like, What's that? He told me what it was. So I called up um, Richard and Carl and them. I said, You know, they'd like to interview you. Richard had no interest in it. Joe, Joe was going on a trip. Carl's like, Sure, I'll do it. And then the guy hits me up two weeks later. And he said, it was amazing. Thank you so much. And I guess he'd gone on my page and seen me with some, some people he'd recognized from movies or TV or whatever the hell. And he said, I'd like to interview all these people. I said, great. I need a job. He said, well, I don't really have a budget. I'm like, well, okay, fine. And then I talked to Carl shortly after. He said, well, you know, you do know a lot of people. He says, why don't you see what's out there? So I did. And in the last seven years, it's been, um, it's been a journey. I mean, I've worked with great shows like you guys and, you know, it's fun to me. It's fun for me to get people together. I like, you know, we live in a country that that gets off on driving people apart. You know, they just want to divide, divide, divide. And but I like I, I try to look for the similarities, not the differences. Yeah. And but the problem is this country is all about, well, you you think this way. I think that way. We can never be friends. That's can I cuss? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that's, that's fucking lame, man. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about politics. Neither one of those guys are paying our bills mm-hmm. and I don't, and I don't, and, and if someone lives a different lifestyle than I am, but we both like jaws, well, Hey, we have something in common. And then it turns out we have something else in common. You know what I'm saying? We People mm-hmm. just, so I like putting things together and I, and I've been lucky enough to work with great people like Scott and you guys and put some cool stuff together. But how did I meet all the people I met? It's just life. You know, you, if you if you guys lived in a town where the Florida Marlins, the majority of them live there, and you know, you know, it, it just happens. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it. 
and and I since I started booking shows, oh my god, I, I I've had fun times, I've had miserable times, I've you know, it, it, I don't know. So there's nothing really special except for the fact that I'm just one of those people that incidentally had met a lot of people in my life and then was able to put them on platforms like this. Well, you, you saw yourself, you are a special guy. And uh, to give our listeners some context, um, Steve is our PR guy. Steve gets us all these interviews that, uh, that you, that, that everybody's enjoyed. And, um, you know, Steve's goal is just to make these connections and, uh, you know, he's always looking out for us and, and getting us these names and, and, you know, it's been an amazing, um, kind of addition to our show and kind of spawned adding the second episode of the week. Um, Steve. So mm-hmm. <laughs> when we interviewed Eddie, uh, Eddie Deason uh, a couple weeks yes. ago, he mentioned that you've heard of him. <laughs> yes. He mentioned, he mentioned that he lives with you. What is it like living with Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why, this is why I don't do interviews right here because people never want to know about me. They want to no. know about the people. Not true. <laughs> not true. Not true. Not so. true at all. We're going to, we're, we're going to get deep into you. What's it, what's it like living with me or living with Eddie Deason? I, I don't know. It's, 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 I've known the guy for years and um, he's, he's like a brother to me and um, he had a, he's a, he's a character. You know, he's a, he can test like 40 and, characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a trip. And, um, he's a good guy. Uh, he and I share something really weird in common. His, his mother, we, we were both monolith boys. We both had great moms and his mother died a year ago and he was in a hospital and she died. When my mom died, I was actually in jail. So we weren't allowed, we weren't able to be with our mothers when they died. So that's a, that's a weird little bond we have is that we both had kind of survived that, you know, and went yeah. through that. So what's it like living with him? He, you know, he, we, we hang out, you know, uh, he's cool. We go to the library. He, he, go, he likes to go out to eat a lot of game, like 20 pounds since he lived in my house. <laughs> um, but he's, you know, he's Chris, cool. are you friends yeah. with Eddie Deason as well? I, I wish that was my excuse. Weight. Yeah. I wish that was my <laughs> excuse was just living with Eddie Deason. Yeah. Again, you know, 40 pounds. No, he's, he's good. He's cool. I mean, you know, just, I have to remind him a couple of things. It's just, you know, it's like having a roommate, you know? Yeah. So Steve, you, you just mentioned, and this is a, a brilliant segue. I love how these things work out that, um, it, first of all, you, you know, you know, all these celebrities, which is so cool. You know, us as regular people, we're like, Oh, I want to know celebrities. You know, them all. And, and you, you know, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them and, and you live with Eddie. But uh, there's oh, Eddie, more... Eddie lives with me. Eddie <laughs> lives with you. Sorry. Eddie lives with you. Yes. Right. yes, Eddie lives with you. Yeah. But there's there's a lot more to Steve. There's a lot more of the background, and mm-hmm. um, because we kind of peel back the layers of life here and we keep things real, I want yeah. I want to give you an opportunity to kind of tell your story because there's a lot there, and these guys don't know the amount of things that you've been through in the past, and and I wanted to give you kind of an opportunity to talk about that because it's amazing, kind of the things that you've gone through in your life and where you are now. Um, yeah, I so, mean, well, we we all have been through a lot. You sure. Know? I mean, and I don't diminish anybody's tragedies and say, well, you you didn't go through as much. It's not a contest, right? And and I'm I'm of the age where I don't care who likes me or who doesn't. I am 47 years old, and I have survived every one of my family members. 
Wow. My parents, my brothers, my sister, everything. I've outlived them all. And it fucking sucks, man. My dad died young my, when he's 59. My mom died 10 years ago. My brother died in 2020. My sister died last year. She actually lived wow. in uh, Lake Wales, Florida. Okay. We were going down there. Good old um, County. Yeah. <laughs> Hicksville. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I actually got the key to the city when I was down there because I was the only guy that had all of his teeth. But uh, no, they, 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 uh, they, uh, no, no, she died, and then uh, I don't have any children, and so I've had a lot of just tragedies and deaths in my life. And it's my nephew was murdered when he was six. I've been wow. through a lot of gnarly shit, man. Wow. And and uh, you know what? It's I don't want to bring down the mood of life, but. You know, you guys have been interviewed a lot of great people. And, and, and you know, as far as the, the term celebrity and all that, you know, I, I oh, Larry Hankins says hi, by the way. Oh, um, we love Larry. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, but, but Larry likes you guys a lot. Yeah, but um, I talked to him earlier. I said I was doing a show. He said, right on. He said, tell him, hey, I'm, I got a new book coming out. So, um, but um, I don't look at it like that. When I was younger, I would see somebody like, oh, my God, I grew up watching this. And I, I would nerd out on him. But I also, for me, with your guys' shows and a lot of shows, I could see uh, a Larry or an Eddie or whatever, and that's cool. But then next week, see uh, a Tanya Gilbert or somebody, you know, like that, and and still be as moved by, you know, what I'm saying. So yeah, it's not it's not really a contest of like your name is bigger than that. I mean, good for that, but I don't minimize anything. You guys have interviewed people that are going to become giants, you know, and so eh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I, I just think that everybody has a story. Mine has been rough, you know, and, um, my, uh, I had a great mom. I was raised by a single mom. My parents divorced when I was 10. My, and my mom got out alive. My dad was very vicious. Uh, he was a very well off man. Um, and he used to beat my mom like an animal. And, uh, you know, I just, it was a rough childhood. It was really rough. And, uh, I was homeless when I was 10. My mom and I were. My dad lost our house. The IRS forgot to tell us about it. We come home. There's a padlock on the door. So there's no pictures of me as a kid that I know of anywhere. They got taken by the IRS. We moved into an apartment. And uh, my mom taught me never to put value in material possessions. and But, but yes, in people. Honestly, anything good about me came from my mom. You know? And I, I don't mean to, to you know piss on my dad's memory but it was pretty rough my mom was an amazing woman i miss her every fucking day and so um for me it's like um i try to do the best i can but i'm not a saint you know like i said for the last seven years i've worked with a lot of podcasts and i've had crosswords with them i haven't been the greatest person but i try i try to work with people i like dealing with and scott has been a match a really great person but we all survive things, you know. I, I don't know. Hmm. So <laughs> I don't do interviews that much. So yeah, no, well, no, this is this has been great, uh, Steve. We deal a lot on this podcast with uh, anxiety, depression. Um, for those listening at home, we deal with both of those things, uh, yeah. or one or the other. Um, you've been through a lot. Uh, obviously, in the last three minutes has been like a roller coaster. Of well, I mean, you just through. skim over my life, you know. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So, all that being said, uh, you did touch on in the beginning. You love bringing people together. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that's the answer to this question or not. But what keeps you going? What keeps you? pushing forward to continue your legacy, to continue making people happy, to continue 
just doing what you do? I guess because every, you know what? I know I can't answer that. Every new day alive, every, if we wake up tomorrow, tomorrow's promise to nobody. But when we wake up, we could wake up pissed and honorary and be like, you know what? Fucking everything's horrible and all that. Or we can try to make something good. And it's all mindset. You know, I heard, I saw a quote one time. I don't know who wrote it or what it's from, but it said like love harder, more love more than any hate you've ever, basically love more than any hate you've ever dealt, something to that extent. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you may, if you let anger become your master, you're going to be nothing but fucking miserable and make other people miserable. But the thing is, I'm, I've gotten too old and I think before I act, uh, 10 years ago, May of 2023, my mom died. And a week before she died, I was put in jail looking at two, two years in prison. I'd never been to jail in my life. Uh, I was driving her home one day from a cardiologist. She had a pacemaker and a stent, and she was in horrible shape. And the cardiologist said, you know, we may have to do another, you know, um, a stent. Now, I was trying to quit smoking. I was taking these pills called Shantex. I was taking I was taking these pills called Xanax, about six of them a day. I was a fucking train wreck, man. And and my mom's dying. And I'm at a stoplight with her up by San Diego State University. And uh, these two guys are walking by. And one of them said, what are you looking at? To my mom. And he said a few other choice words. And I, pull, I pulled up on the curb and beat the hell out of one of them and then drove off. Two days later, I got arrested. And I couldn't bond out of jail. And then I didn't hear from my mom for about two weeks. I knew something was wrong. And then the guard told me she died. And I will never forgive myself for any of that. I wish I could have kept driving. I will never forgive myself as long as I live for that. So I talked to the coroner. I did six months in jail for assault with great bodily injury. Paid a big fine, did probation. Um, I didn't think. I just acted. I just acted. And, I, and I, at first, I tried to blame the pills. on. No, it was me. I, I mean, yeah, that didn't help. But whatever, it happened. But um, the coroner told me my mom would have passed anyway. She, you know, she died in her sleep peacefully, but I never had a proper goodbye. So I'd lived with that for many years. Uh, my brother, he was on heroin. He died of a heroin overdose on the streets of San Bernardino. My sister died from heart failure from years of drug use. The point is, is that I can't go back and change history. However, Eddie was going through something similar where he was in a hospital. His mom died. He didn't know where to go to. And I said, well, man, just come live in my house. And I went and got him. And he's doing great now. You guys interviewed him. He's doing mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. We're doing autograph shows. He's got three lined up in November, and he's doing great. So I'm able to help out somebody that was in a position that I was in at one time. And so maybe it's little things like that that keep me going. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't make a lot of, I don't make a lot of money doing what I do. Scott can tell you about that. I don't, right. <laughs> but you know what? It's, there's things more valuable than money. As weird as a cliche as that sounds, there's things mm -hmm. more important than fuck than money. People think that's, you know, and I guess maybe that's to answer your question. That's what keeps me going is to know that I can do something good. I'm not, well, I'm not going to change the world. None of us are, but we can leave some type of dent, you know, and uh, I guess that's, that's maybe that's what keeps me going is knowing that I can do something good, you know? Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's what I admire about you, Steve, is, and, and I'm not going to go into detail about the present, um, but oh, yeah. <laughs> no matter what you have going on, um, you still take time out of your day to reach out to me. Uh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I've got this person I want you to meet. I got this person. By the way, I've got X Y Z going on in my life, and and um, and, and and also you've been so super encouraging. Anytime you know, summer is a rough period for us. Our numbers go down, and I'm like, ah, oh, we're just a little podcast. And uh, 
And I remember you scolded me once, Steve. I don't know if you yeah. remember that, but you're like, I never guess, yeah. call yourself a little podcast. He's like, no. you know, you guys are a, a big deal. You guys are are are, are good. And um, I've just always admired your positivity when it comes to when it comes to other people and and wanting to help other people. Yeah, but I but I'm not but I, I'm good at doing that, but horrible at doing it for myself. That's you, my no, problem. You're one yeah, of those I'm people, horrible. Steve. You're I'm one of those people that put yeah. you put everybody else ahead of ahead of you. Uh, you you're just one of those people that I, it's just in your nature. Well, the, 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 there's one quote that I know is from Albert Pike, and basically he says, "What we have done for ourselves dies with us. What we have done for others in the world is immortal. It goes on mm. forever." And and that that was a, you know that's that's actually very accurate. I do believe in that. Um, you got you're going to interview Brad Jones, right? We interviewed him yesterday. Yeah. Do you know what type of mammoth that is? Do you do you guys all know who you interviewed? I mean, oh yeah. I was so excited. Yeah, he, that, that was a great interview. For anybody who's hearing this or seeing this or whatever, go look at Brad Jones, the cinema snob, and watch your episode. And when you see the cinema snob, if you see one video that's under a thousand views, it's on him. Brad is a man, and he's a great guy. He's funny. He's really funny. I don't know what you guys talked about, but the dude is funny. He's cool, and he's a great guy. He's 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 a one. Of, he's one of the nicest people I know. Yeah, the, he's super nice guy. That was a super fun interview, and uh, um, we we had one of our other co-hosts on who knows like weird obscure <laughs> movies, and that's, they were able right to discuss. Dolly. I know. That's, yeah, that's I, right it, up Brad's yes. alley. Yeah. They were able to discuss that at great length. And it was funny was I didn't know Brad Jones. I used to watch the cinema snob. I was a fan of it. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know him. And then I have a friend, Mike White, who does the projection uh, booth podcast. And Mike said he knew him. I said, dude, I, I need to meet him. He said, sure. And Brad called me up. We talked for three hours. Hmm. And, wow. and then I nerded out and because Brad's humor is dark and he's funny. And he, he we were talking the same language. And He's a very, well, you interviewed him. He's a very intelligent guy and he, yeah. he looks at the absurdity of things. And so, yeah, I'm glad that happened. And if you, and if you spawn that on YouTube and ask him to do a plug, you guys are going to, that's going to be a very downloaded episode for you guys. Yeah. He was, he was a lot of fun. Uh, we also appeared on, uh, on Fabian's podcast last night. That was super fun. Uh, we had, yep. we, Nick and I had a lot of fun yeah. with Fabian. Chris, you got any more, you got another question? No, no, I, I have uh, um, plenty more to ask in the second segment, Scott. Okay, well then why don't you take us to the second segment? Well then on that note, let's get to the... <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy these commercials. We'll be right back with the New Friends Podcast after dark. There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ plus owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs in a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Hey everybody, it's Scott from the No New Friends podcast. If you'd like to hear all of our episodes, all of our past episodes, just visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links to all of our old episodes are there. If you didn't understand an inside joke or just wanted to re-listen to something, just check it out. It's nonewfriendspodcast.com or you can check us out on all streaming platforms. 
You know what I noticed about commercials recently? Um, have you, I, I guess it's always been this way, but I never really thought about it. You know, they'll have like a pill and it's for insomnia, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or it's for something minor, like a, like a flu or a cold. But the side effects were like, holy shit. You know what? Yeah. I'll yeah. have insomnia. I'll take insomnia. I'll take, I'll take, yeah, I'll take insomnia. <laughs> I don't want give the me, anal give, leakage that yeah, comes give along me, with g- it. Give me herpes. My eyes are going to bleed. You know, <laughs> they, say, they, say, they say it's so quick, too. You know that? You know, some, oh, some, some, you know, and, and death may occur. My cause that. Every time. You know, it, it's always some asshole riding a bike smiling. It's like, no, no. This, is, this, guy, this guy's going to be in fetal position in a bathroom. Come on, you know? <laughs> I, you know, I'd like to get Eddie on like a like a hemorrhoid commercial or something. That'd oh my be funny, god! Right? Yeah, you suffer from high hemorrhoids. If if you're like me, I can't sit down. I'd love to get some. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was gold. That, I was, love that was one of the one of the best episodes. One of the best podcasts I ever booked Eddie on. I booked Eddie on Gilbert Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast a few years oh ago. Oh my wow. god! Look, sadly, we lost Gilbert a year ago, and Gilbert was a great guy. Yeah, but uh, my friend Frank Santa Padre, he was Gilbert's producer, and I got Eddie on his show. If you want to hear a funny episode, listen to Gilbert and Frank. Excuse me, Gilbert and Eddie talk for an hour. It is, you need a stiff drink. It is, yeah, I have wild. less than a choice now. I have to look this yeah, up, right? So, Eddie, what's going on with you? Oh, well, Gilbert is it's, it's these, these, these two little Jews talking it up. Oh, my man. gosh. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Aflac duck and the and the annoying kid from Polar Express. Just- <laughs> oh yeah, it's wild. If you want to like upset, if you want to upset an in law or a friend, take a road trip and just put that on. There <laughs> All right. Normally, what I would say is, I hope you enjoyed those commercials, but actually, I hope you enjoyed that banter because Scott just informed me that we're going to keep all that banter in. So I really hope you enjoyed that last two minutes of of unscripted banter. I, the whole thing's unscripted, or is it? I don't know. You tell me. Um, Steve, you have a UCLA hat. Are you just a huge Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan, or did you actually go there? I am proud to say that I have been to their bookstore. And <laughs> I, I purchased this hat, and and I left. <laughs> and I, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan of their of their athletic problem, but I am having a bad hair day, and I noticed I'm wearing a light blue shirt, and this is light blue, so I'm trying to color coordinate. I oh. respect the move. Something you know, you know, you know, you know. The great thing is, is when you wear a hat like this, and you're my age, people just assume like you're an alumnus. That's a I great did. Thing. Yeah, and, and, and no, yeah, you did. No, I, I barely made it through high school, man. They're like, here, you're, <laughs> you're older than our substitute. Just get the hell out of here, you know. But you know, you know, you know what else I noticed? This is kind of funny, guys. I was in Kansas City a couple years ago. I was split up from my wife, and and uh, I bought a skateboard for my friend's son and he was like 11 and I bought this badass skateboard and I used to skate a long time ago and I sucked. I was a horrible skater, but I got the skateboard and I'm at the mall and I'm calling a lift and I'm waiting there for my lift. And this group of teenagers come by. They're like, they're pointing and shit. They're like, Hey man, you skate. I'm like, yeah. And, and I'm an old dude. Right. <laughs> and I guess in their mind, because I'm old and I got a skateboard, he must be fucking really good. You know? Cause you think an old guy, the skateboard like is fucking good, Tony right? Hawk. <laughs> exactly. Right. And they're like, they're like, you good. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm, I used to skate, you know, I'm just lying about it. My skateboarding days. They're like, can you show us something? I'm like, nah, dude, I got a bell. Plus, you know, my Achilles, you know, I got an injury. I'm like, but, you know, <laughs> Chris knows about he, that. 
keep keep chasing your dream, little brothers. I fucking lied, but you know maybe one of them went on. But I, um, they asked me if I knew who was it, not Tony Hawk, some other skater, and I'm like, taught him everything he knew. That was my answer. <laughs> lied, like, but, like, but I'm holding a skateboard. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't believe you just x-ray my bones when I'm dead. You'll see all the yeah, breakages yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was I was I was my skateboarding career ended when I was 10. I was crossing a street and it was November 1985 or 6 and my friend's grandmother ran me over with a buke and I oh. quit skating. Yeah, but I bought That's the skateboard. That's another thing you and Eddie have in common. Oh. You both been run over by cars. Eddie got run over by a car? Yeah, Way Paul more McCartney. Yeah, we have Paul McCartney. No, no, drove no, no. Over his, foot. his foot got a rubber. I got hit by a Buick, had 80 stitches in my head. No, oh my it was a whole different day. Yeah, yeah, the little worse. Worse. yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, that Paul McCartney story. Yeah, that's true, but no, I, but no, that, that's what ended my skateboarding. But I've noticed that it's all perception. I sound like Larry Hankin now. It's all perception. <laughs> but no, if, you, if, if you're if you're a middle-aged guy holding a skateboard, any one of you get a skateboard and hold on to it, look, people are like, oh, man, that's, that dude must be really good. He's bald. He's got a skateboard. I'm telling you, it's a mental mindset. <laughs> Scott was taking notes there. I saw yeah, that. <laughs> Scott, buy a skateboard. <laughs> Steve, like, what word of advice? Um, at least say it was fucking Ringo Starr, not someone's grandma uh, running you over. No, my friend Richard E. Grafferty's grandmother ran me over. <laughs> uh i i just i uh god bless i don't know there's nothing nothing exciting i can't i don't have any do i, do I have any weird i got a weird story for you oh, um, let's hear it i've ever i've actually never told this story to anybody oh Ooh. an exclusive right here on this podcast did any of you guys ever watch wrestling yes i yes. still to this day like like back in the day i mean I'm, a long time ago I, my, I, my, okay. I aged, yeah, I watched in the, in the 80s, 90s. I watched okay, more for so, their speedos that they wore, but <laughs> different, different reasons. But so, no, no, it, it is a very homoerotic sport if you get down to it, it you, know, <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, it's funny if you, if you, real quick, if you look at Brad Jones's review of Urban Cowboy. He says it's the most gayest movie, and it really is like a gay movie if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Urban Cowboy. You know, Har- Har- Harvey, uh, no, no, who was it? Why, um, who was it? Harvey oh, Weinstein was like a rapey. No, 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 no. The guy with the voice, Firestone. Oh, Firestone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Firestone. Did you guys yeah. interview Firestone? He said, look at Top Gun. He said, just read the dialogue. It's a very gay movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whole volleyball yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah, he said it's a homoerotic movie. So um, <laughs> so here's a story about wrestling. Um, I went to my mom for my birthday in 1991. I went to the San Diego Sports Arena to a wrestling match, and she bought me tickets. And I found out that the wrestlers were staying across the street at the hotel. And I got there four hours early. So this was back when like the bad guys would the heels would stay at one wrestling at one hotel and the they kayfabe. They oh, really no way, really. Like, yeah, they really and I remember That's meeting awesome. the British, British Bulldog and a lot of British old guys. Anyway, Bulldog. Wow. So the girl at the front desk, I went up there, I said, Look, I'm a really big fan of wrestling and I got two months to live. <laughs> and like, she's like, What happened? And I said, Well, I have like a rare form of whatever. I said, I'd really like to meet a wrestler. She gave me a list of all the wrestlers and what room they were staying. <laughs> I swear to God, you know, and I'm, I'm a 13 year old kid. And I told her I had like some, but anyway, so the first name on there, it was their real names, not their gimmick names. So my plan was to walk the door and say, hi, 
you know, whoever you are, you can laugh. It's funny. You know, and, and I'm, I'm so-and-so and I'm dying. I always <laughs> want to meet you. So <laughs> the first ever make a wish kid. Yeah. This hotel was for heels. So I'm going to bad guys, right? <laughs> the first name on there was a guy named Mark Calloway. Oh my gosh. The undertaker. Yeah, wow. and, I, and he he had just debuted four months earlier. Oh I go up, I go up, and I and I was a very white kid, and I knock on the door, and I'm like meekish looking. This fucking giant opens the door, and he's wearing his black suit and his thing, and he looks at me his eyes, and I'm all, oh shit, you're the Undertaker. I'm all, <laughs> hi sir. He's all, is there something you want? I'm like. My name's Steven. I'm really ill. And I said, I've always wanted to meet you. I said, I know you're really a bad guy and you're busy and all that. He said, oh, my God. And I started talking to the Undertaker. On TV, he didn't talk. He was this ghoul thing. Right. And I had a, conversa- I had a conversation with him. Hmm. And I said, can I get an autograph? He said, and he wrote, his, he wrote the Undertaker thing on a little thing and gave it to me. And that was it. Holy so, shit. Uh, and, 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 that, and this is how long ago it was. That night, the main, he was the main event. And he was wrestling the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, wow. my gosh. <laughs> And then right next door to him was a guy named John Tensa, who was the earthquake. And I, so I, I actually, but, but when I met, and I remember these guys, Tensa had passed away. He was a nice guy. But, and then another, the guy over from him, his name was Mike Rotundo, IRS. And his son was Bray Wyatt. He the, just passed uh, away, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So what was funny was all these quote bad guys were actually really nice guys. And then oh, I yeah. realized, okay, yeah. but, but yeah, the, the undertaker, and I remember spooky when you're a kid, he's a, spook, he's a creepy looking guy, but, Absolutely. but back then he didn't talk and he had like black stuff under his eyes. And I remember thinking he's going to shut the door on me. He won't hit me. I'm a kid. Right. But, but I know he's, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I, I knew like, he won't hit me. I'm a kid, but I remember he's like, well, what's wrong with you? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm six sir. And he's like, Oh, he said, how bad I'm all pretty bad. I'm almost probably my last event. And I was taught, I, I shot, I talked to him. So yeah, that's the one thing I, I mm-hmm. after his I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't advise anybody doing that. By the way. <laughs> no, no, I'm not taking notes over here or anything. Yeah, but yeah, Steve, yeah. Chris looks like a child uh, with just shaved my beard. So I, I never saw him again or anything. It was it was a long time ago. Yeah, he he um. Steve this has to tell news. me that he's never seen him again because he knows that I'm going to ask, "Hey, can I get him on the podcast?" <laughs> no, no, no. You you want to know how long ago it was? His manager was Brother Love. It wasn't even the. the oh my guy. god, was, was Brother bro- Love! Yeah, th- 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 no, this was 1991. This was a long time ago. Man. Yes, I have an idea. Actually, Steve, you can say there's some miracle treatment and you survived, and uh, you're reaching out to him. Like, hey, you gave <laughs> oh, me. A I'm, shot I'm sure. I'm not, no, I'm sure a lot of people have lied to wrestlers. You know, I mean, but that was my weird thing. And then I did. <laughs> and then two two years ago, I worked with a guy. Here's how life goes around. Two years ago, I worked with a guy named Sid Udi, and Sid was went by the name Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious. He's a big blonde guy, and he wrestled Holy the Undertaker in the, yes. the main event. I used to book him on podcasts like this. Oh my I god! Wow. Yeah, he's a very he, he's a bitter son of a bitch. I don't talk to him anymore, but he was really. <laughs> oh no, no. Here, here's the thing. No, I'm serious. Here's the thing. He lives in he lives in Arkansas. I hope he's doing good. But when I set up a podcast or an interview, like an appointment, you show up. And I remember I'd, I would get sit on the call. You know how, Scott, you and I get on a call. Hey, Scott, this is so-and-so. And we talk. And we set yeah. a date. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Here's the link. Sid would go through that whole routine. Then he wouldn't show up. Then the next day he mm. called me up and told me, 
I remember one time he said, oh, I had bad sushi. I'm like, dude, really? That's your excuse? <laughs> so I'm sorry. I don't care who, you know, that was a dick move. So I was like, you know, these people put their time aside. They advertise you and you didn't show up. And so I just quit messing with him. I hope he's doing good. But yeah, but yeah, I actually dealt with Sid Udi. Yeah, you know. Wow. wow. <laughs> 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 so I would also never trust a guy named Psycho Sid. I would if he never showed up, I'd, I'd, I'd understand. I would understand. I, I, no, I mean, he, no, he was a very nice guy. We we shoot the breeze. He was great. We didn't talk about wrestling. We talked about life. He told me, you know, how how uh, Hulk Hogan had sabotaged him, and they're all really? bitter guys. Can a you, lot of them. A lot, you the old guys. Are, he said that night. Well, apparently the plan was Sid was a a, vish, a heel, a bad guy. And then when they brought him into the World Wrestling Federation at the time is what it was, uh, he was brought in as a good guy. He said justice. He said, I'm not a good guy. I'm a bad guy. And so the the Royal Rumble that year, he threw Hogan out and everybody cheered because it's like every man for himself type mm-hmm. thing. Right. And then Rick Rick Flair pulled him out. But if you watch, Hogan's pulling his arm. Flair pushes him from back. So Hogan is really the bitch in the match. You know, he's cheating and he's complaining. Oh, you threw me out. You know, and he said backstage, Hogan was crying events about this and the way it should be. He said, man, I don't want to work around this. This guy runs everything. Cause he thought he'd be groomed for the, to be like the next Hulk Hogan. That's what he thought he was promised. That's the way he told it. But, but wrestlers are very unique animals, man. They have, you know, stories and you don't know what's true or what's not. That's what he told me. He was, he was cheated out of an opportunity. That's pretty interesting. I, hmm. I'm a, I'm a big WWE fan. So I, I get a kick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, there. I mean, he and he told me that you know, it was, I don't know. He just he said that when he he came back and he wrestled uh, the uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh my god! And he said he said even though he was a heel, he was still more popular than Shawn Michaels because people did not like Shawn Michaels as a as a as a as a face. He was a heel. So to right. see this big guy, the beat, see this big guy beat on. They're trying to do a Rocky Three scenario where he hits his trainer and shit and. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, I don't, but yeah, that's my one thing. I, I, I barge in on a bunch. I, I did that when I was a kid. Super, super interesting, man. I, uh, we might have to have you on every week for the next year just so we can hear all your stories. We, we've gotten the WWE side, and now we got to go to Hollywood. Um, Steve, what a, oh my gosh, what an interesting, uh, life you, I mean, partial of your life. I know you haven't explained your whole life to us. It's, uh, Super fascinating. I, I I'm getting it. Did when you interviewed Eddie, I didn't hear it. Did he tell you about when we when he and I accident accidentally ate marijuana brownies? Wait, what? No, no, oh no. Wake his so, ass up. This is a combo story. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They, 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 I don't want to get. So what happened was um, <laughs> there's a woman named Maxine Wassa, and she's a very very beautiful woman, and she was um, in a movie called Savage Beach Beach. Excuse me, and she managed bands. She managed a band called the Cox. Yeah, that was the name of the band. So, uh, you anyway, have some experience in that, don't you? I got experience. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, they were no, they were they were gay. They were gay punk band. It was L.A. You know who cares? But anyway, she it was her birthday. So me and Eddie and this guy named Stephen Constantino. Stephen was one of the Gamorrean guards in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and then and then this other guy Joe, uh, I can't remember his last name. We drove up. It was in the Hollywood Hills. And we drove to her party. Now we were going to eat at a place called Jerry's Deli, which was a amazing deli. It's no longer around, but we were pressed for time. So Joe told us, well, there's going to be a food. It's a party. They're going to be doing carne asada and, you know, it's going to be a kick-ass party. So we're like, cool, we'll go there. At the time I was working with a radio show 
called the Jeff and Janky Show. And then my friend Pat Jankowitz and Jeff Sargent, I haven't talked to them in a hundred years. They were there. So we get there. They're cooking out back. There's beautiful women walking around. There's guys with long hair. It's, 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 it's an amazing scene. And they're cooking and Eddie is really hungry and really agitated. And there's this table of treats and there's a bunch of brownies. And this guy was really long, this really happy guy with long hair. He's like, you guys want some brownies? And he's like, oh, I like brownies. All There's not nuts in them. And he's like, no, there's no nuts. Hey, guys, Eddie, I like brownies. Eddie, yeah, Eddie took two of them and just devoured them. And then I ate one. Okay, brownies. We were full for a minute. We go out back and we're like, oh, that that that, that carne asada cooks, that carne asada smells good. And we're sitting there. Next thing you know, I look at Eddie and he's talking to me and he's roaring slower. And I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck. And I told Max, I'm like, hey, she's all, hey, I'm glad you guys made. It. I'm like, we ate two brownies. She's all, I'm all, what happened? She says, those are marijuana brownies. I'm like, oh, and I said, Eddie, those are pop brownies. And Eddie had a panic attack. He said, oh my god, we're gonna die. I'm like, we're not gonna die. So. <laughs> My, my friend Jeff Sargent, one of, the, one of the radio guys, I said, Jeff, I said, look, tell Eddie he's not going to die. He's freaking out. And Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's Jeff. He said, sure, I'll go tell him. He goes up to Eddie and grabs him by his shoulders. Hey, man, how are you doing? Shaking him. And Eddie is just going out of his mind. You know? <laughs> he calmed him down. Though. It worked out. But yeah, he accidentally digested marijuana brownies. <laughs> It's I weird shit like that. I accidentally dry dressed him every single night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna say you tell Nick, you tell Nick it was accidentally marijuana brownies. He's gonna run back to get more before anybody <laughs> like, else oh, eats them. There's, <laughs> there's that, that. A lot of the weird things that have happened to me. Eddie's been around. I was gonna Eddie, say, how long have you known Eddie for? Oh God, twelve years easily. Really? Wow. Yeah. He and I got yelled at by Wilford Brimley one time. <laughs> wow. You, you, Scott, you know my Wilford Brimley story. Wilford I don't. Brimley I don't know your Wilford Brimley story. Okay. We were at an autograph show in LA and we're me and Eddie and Nancy Allen and Tim Matheson. It was a, he was in a movie called 1941. It was like a little mini reunion. And right across from us sitting was Lou Ferrigno and uh, Mackenzie oh Phillips. And um, down the way, it's hard to explain. There was Stephanie Powers from heart to heart and Wilford Brimley. And there's Wilford with his, you know, Tommy Bahama shit on his hat. It's, it's him. Right. And, Eddie's all Eddie's voice carries. He's all Steve. He's all is that is that her? And he's all I'm like who? He's all you know the, the girl from Heart to Heart. I'm like yeah, Stephanie Powers. And he said something to the extent of like she's gotten old, but he didn't say it. He said like she got long in the tooth or she her time wasn't good. Something he says like that. Next thing I know, Wilford Brimley is leans back from his chair and looks right at us. I'm like dude, he heard us. And he's like, no, he's like 100 years old. He didn't hear us. And then about 10 minutes later, Wilford Brimley comes walking up. And Eddie's all, hey, how you doing? He puts his hand out, and he just goes like this. And when in my life, when I talk to somebody, and they're like this. It's not a good sign. And he's all, I remember him saying, you know, I couldn't help but overhear what you guys said about the young lady. And Eddie's all, who, her? I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. Like, and then next to him, Wilford's all, and then Wilford starts talking to us. He says, you know, you guys might want to rethink your situation. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He says, you know, I was in the Navy during the war, and I'm thinking, he's getting gangster on us. And now we're in a catch-22, because if we fight him and beat him up, we're the guys that beat up everybody's favorite grandfather, right? We're assholes. But if we get beat up by him, we're the jerks that got beat up by the diabetes guy. So it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like fighting a girl. There's no winning. So, yeah, luckily he left us alone, and God rest his soul, you know. Wait, he died? Yeah, just, 
Yeah, he died. Oh yeah, yeah like three years ago. Be on, he was supposed to be on next week. Actually. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, screwing with me and Eddie was not the right thing to do, right? <laughs> 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 oh man. <laughs> on, on that note, we're gonna head to break real quick. When we get back, we're gonna have uh I do have some summaries. All right, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some Scott summaries okay. and uh, not much, much more. We're just gonna have a little bit more. Uh, we'll be right back with no new friends after dark. Psst. Hey, you! You want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secret stash. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course. Are back with New Year's After Dark. I hope we had a little bit, a uh, couple more commercials. You had one I'm more. Sure you, it was I'm usually sure you, Sarah yeah. talking about Patreon. Yep, I'm sure. I think I wrote that one. It was, so if did. I did, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty damn good commercial. Poor it's thing. Good. Some behind the scenes on that because this is all about pulling <laughs> the curtain back. Please. So I sent her the script. She sends me the recording. And this is like she's brand new to the show, right? Uh, she's been with right, us yeah. for first what, week, two yep. weeks, maybe. Yeah, it, yeah, if that. And um, <laughs> I sent it back to her. I'm like, Okay, this is good, but <laughs> could you not read it? Because it sounds like you're reading. Like I'm giving her all this, and she's like, uh, you know, she said she's like, I spent an hour on that because I knew you were going to be critical, and I was like, yeah, it was cute, but I need it to be this. And uh, she knows, she knows me. Uh, Steve Nick got scolded out. This is this is uh, right. it, he got scolded tonight because he was drinking from a uh, metal yeah. uh, like mule cup with a metal straw during the uh during the episode and it clink clink clinked and i i he got scolded okay. daddy, okay. daddy got mad yeah daddy got mad <laughs> so steve you wanted to talk about us so let's talk let, let, talk about me for a little bit tell me how pretty i am all right uh no uh like what what do you okay no seriously like the three of you guys and and i'm it's too bad sarah's you know she was she says you're your, your yeah fourth, sarah, right? sarah sarah and mary don't usually stay up this late yeah uh, with us but yeah sarah and mary are with yeah, us we're, we're, we're the guys that need the beauty sleep come on no, what do you guys? What do you? What do you guys? And I know you can't speak for the ladies, but what do you guys like about doing the show? And and oh. don't say, oh, I, I get to talk to fun, interesting people. I mean, I get that, but I mean, I mean, I've seen you guys put the, forth the same energy talking to a Larry Hankin like you would a, a, a Tanya Gilbert. Mm, what do you? That's guys, a what great guys, question. Because it's to me, it looks like you guys get together and you have fun. Yeah, that, great what question. You, you know what, Steve? Meeting all these these interesting people. It's just a really cool bonus that, you know, we've recently stumbled on since since we've met you. 
Uh-huh. But, you know, we just love entertaining people. Um, you know, our, our Sunday episodes is just all about entertaining people and and making people laugh. And we've built this really cool community of uh, of of listeners that we interact with all the time. Um, and then our Wednesday episode has kind of taken on this whole this whole new thing. And Chris, I'll let you kind of mm-hmm. talk about the Wednesday episode. Yeah. So uh, funny you mentioned Tanya Gilbert because Tanya Gilbert was by far my favorite thing that I've ever done on this podcast, probably. Uh, I love, well, listen. I'll Scott, be sure Scott, to tell Scott's Carl going. Gottlieb and Larry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you wrote you wrote the first summer blockbuster, but he likes the dog lady better. <laughs> yeah. Hey. One, one less ticket to Universal for you, pal. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, well, so Scott, be honest, be honest, you know, <laughs> I see Scott's face. I, there, there's nothing more than I love than making people laugh. But to me, that comes almost naturally to me is I just, I, I, I know I can make people laugh and, uh, I do that. I do it on a daily basis. When Tanya came on and was talking about abuse and stuff, I, I was thrown into this. I, cause I host the, the, uh, these, these Wednesday night shows yeah. and, um, and it was very different for me. And to be able to navigate that interview and to be able to have a genuine conversation with a genuine human being, like a genuinely amazing, nice human being was just something that I'll never forget and never take for granted. And uh, that's what I love that I never knew that I loved. Um, I love making people laugh. I always knew that since a young age, but being able to talk to someone and actually, and and not just talking to someone, but knowing that the conversation that I was having with this person would resonate with maybe other listeners uh, that have been in her situation. And yeah. uh, that's why I love these Wednesday night after dark episodes where it's like, we can talk about anxiety, which I've suffered with my whole life. We could talk about depression. We can talk about being gay. We can talk about being abused and it might not resonate with somebody, but it will resonate with somebody else listening to this podcast and getting these messages um, from people saying, hey, I heard this episode and I'm, I'm more open. I'm more comfortable. I've seek therapy. I'm doing doing this and doing that. That is what uh, I really, really love that I never knew that I could actually do that we could actually do as a podcast because we just make people laugh. We make people forget about their their worries adding this additional episode on and um, and reaching a different audience and reaching the audience that maybe laughing and hiding from their pain, maybe kind of mm-hmm. resonating. Like we're not just the funny guys. We also go through stuff. Okay. So uh, no, I loved what you said, Chris. Now, what about you? Uh, so I, I just joined pretty recently. Um, so mm-hmm. I was on the after dark episodes first and now I just joined the Sunday night episodes and um, Sunday nights are, they've always just been super funny. So I love that portion of it. And then like Chris said, just bringing on some guests that we've had some deep conversations with that, um, might be relatable to me, might be relatable to somebody else. We've had, um, I haven't had the chance to interview too many people yet. So kind of hearing your story and your stuff that you went through, I, I dealt with loss of a th- my daughter when she was three months old. Oh, and um, so still dealing with that grief. And we're kind of coming up actually next month of her birthday, which for me, every time that her birthday rolls around, she would be turning seven this year. Um, it's, it's always a rough time. So this podcast has helped me therapeutically to just have yeah. these conversations with other people that I can relate to on um, grief and loss and I, everybody's story is different everybody has 
trauma and crap that they've dealt with. And um, the fact that you've hung out with these celebrities as well, too. I've, I've had the privilege of working with some celebrities in my life and um, my old manager, I consider a celebrity now too, because he's been on friends and he um, was actually in um, modern family for two episodes. Um, okay. And now he's on a, um, a radio show, which I haven't even, I don't think I've ever talked to Scott about this, but he's on um, Jeff Lewis Live. If you've heard, yeah, him. are you holding out on us? Yeah, what the uh, hell? I am. Sorry. <laughs> Here's what, I get, let me make a suggestion for you, and I'm sorry about your loss. Um, my nephew James, he was six, and um, he was murdered. I said, uh, it, when I mean murdered, was my brother and, and his wife were heroin addicts, and back in 2004. My nephew just turned six, and he lived in a town in the Imperial Valley in, Cal- in California, out in the middle of nowhere, small community. Anyway, they had methadone, which is what they give heroin addicts to get off heroin, apparently. And somehow in their drugged-out brilliance, they thought, oh, we'll give him some. He'll be fine. And they that, they killed him by accident. They never did a day in jail. It was ruled death by misadventure, and he died. Wow. It's like giving poison to a child. Now, right. Here's what I did, and maybe, you know, this is an idea. I'm not telling you, and I'm so sorry for your loss. I really am. Okay. But on your daughter's birthday, may I, may I make a suggestion? Um, what was her favorite color? She she was only three months old, so she... Um, well, pink. She's a little girl, right? Was, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So I'll go with that. Pink, it, yeah. Little <laughs> girl. And she, yeah, she we, had, we, had her, so we had her nursery. Yeah. Her nursery was back out in Minnie Mouse and pink polka dots, so... Here's what I'm. Here's what I do on my nephew's birthday. Here's what I give it a try. It doesn't hurt, right? Write her a letter. Go get about twelve balloons and tie it up there and send her send her a letter. That's really. I cool. love okay. that. I love. I that did. A lot. I, I, we, Eddie Eddie did that on his mom's birthday. I told him to write a letter. We actually did. Um, we did lantern lanterns for her a couple of years. Yeah, but send, um, a, send, a, letter, say, so, yeah, send yeah. a letter to heaven. You know, I mean, just you know, do you know, make it a, an, a celebrate the life of she existed and it's yeah. i'm so sorry she's gone but she existed no and, and that's um it's one thing we've i think briefly talked on it and i'll probably actually mention it once um, her birthday rolls around too but my husband and i since then have remembered her life every single year by giving back to the ronald mcdonald house charities so we go to ronald mcdonald house on her birthday there you go and make, yeah. and make and make dinner for families there and we actually well, we usually get a birthday card um, and a gift card, and we have a room adopted in her name, and we slide the gift card under the door so, to surprise that family yeah. that's there and just say, "This is our yeah. gifts to our daughter in heaven." Please. And then, and then, then do something good for each other too. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you and your husband don't go home and you know, okay, we did this great thing. We're gonna go home and cry and be depressed. You're gonna cry. It's just normal. Yeah. But go out to dinner. Make you know, she would want you to to keep living. And that's what took me a long time to realize about. And I have to remind myself that my mom would want me to keep living. I've tried killing myself a lot of times, man. A lot of times. I failed. Yeah, and, yeah. But it and sucks. Now, and now we have a we have a five year old daughter that's um is starting oh, okay. to and she's starting to understand it now that she has a sister in heaven. So we're we're coming to that point where we want to carry that tradition to her and see how she wants to incorporate it too. So there's a wonderful yeah. book for your daughter. It's called The Little Prince. And it's a really good book. I went to a grief grief counselor, and it was written by Aunt. It's a French author. I can't, but there was actually a movie they made with Gene Wilder and a little kid. 
And it's about a boy who it, it's a great, just to Google the little prince. It's a book. It's an amazing book. And it's a good way to show children to read for them to comprehend the death process. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Scott, yeah. what do you enjoy about doing your show? And, and, and the real quick, <laughs> my, 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 my deep end condolences to you and your husband. I am sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I've, I've, I've had a lot of friends commit suicide. I had a, um, I, I, I know a lot of transgender people. I had one that killed herself because of living in Arkansas and being bullied. So mm-hmm. it, it sucks. All I'm saying is, is that, you know, it's never the answer, you know, and I, but as far as, you know, yeah. you and your husband and, and your daughter hold on to it like that because, you know, yeah, that's, our, that's our, our motto has just always been just keep swimming. And that's what keeps me going. And this podcast has helped me to, yeah share those feelings that I've had inside for almost seven years now and share it with somebody out there that hopefully, like we said, we can maybe touch one person every episode. Um, so thanks for allowing me to talk about it on this. Oh, no, I'm, thank you for talking. Yeah, no, so. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Speaking of touching people, Scott, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott touches himself when he hears his voice on the podcast. Why true. else do you like the podcast? Scott? <laughs> yeah. I love the sound of my voice. No, look, it, it's, it's, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be in broadcasting of some sort. You know, I've, I've had some small stints here and there, uh, as a guest host on some radio shows. Uh, I've done some internet radio before podcasting was a thing. It, it, you know, I love entertaining people. Uh, I love having this group of characters. There's five of us now, um and telling a story but through characterization i love performing so you know this is kind of why i do this the wednesday night thing is is just this huge bonus where now we get to entertain people and also touch some lives you know getting to learn uh more about nick's you know nick's life and and living in the LGBTQ plus community and and the things that he goes through and and spreading awareness for that you know is is extremely fulfilling, um and and, and yeah getting getting to interview celebrities is really cool, but getting to really know them and like the Jeremy Miller interview that we did, mm-hmm. that is what kind of propelled this Wednesday night yeah. episode into what it is because he yeah. was so real and he was so raw and so big. transparent yeah. Um, talking about some of the childhood trauma that we had and or that he had, and it really kind of opened the door for us to explore some depth. And you know, we want to entertain people, but we also want to relate to some people who may be going through some things that they don't talk about. And to hear these people that they laugh at every Sunday night now talking about some real things, uh, that's like super important to to me and to all of us. So that's my short answer. Oh. No, that's good. And then, I mean, this is all good. Yep. And, I, wish, and- I wish there were more shows like you guys. I mean, when I, and I mean that, I mean, I went, I, I dealt with a lot of shows and I'm not going to say who they are. I wish them all good luck. Some of them are creeps. Some of them try to be Howard Stern. And then some just really take, you know, pride in what they do. Scott, you take pride in what you do. You and I have talked a lot, you know, Scott's, Scott's really a man. She really is. We've talked a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through a difficult time right now, but you know, I, I, and I don't know if, you know, I don't know the Twitch who, if, if hearing my story or our stories is going to mean anything to anybody, I hope it does, you know, or, or who knows what I'm saying is, is that I, for me, it's an honor to be on a show because I don't like doing these. It's why I'm horrible. You know, I don't really do interviews that well. You're gold. Are you kidding me? No, but, but well, no, I mean, you know, but the thing is, is that, 
I'll tell you what, um, if, if, you know, right now is a weird time, I'm still doing what I do, but, um, whoever sees or hears this, um, tell you what, 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 what was, I'm sorry. What was your daughter's name again? What was her name? Um, Harper is the one that passed away. And then we have Piper yeah, Harper, the one that Harper, the one that passed yeah. away. The Ronald McDonald charity. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Can, yeah, you make a a don- can you make a donation in her name? Yeah, we um we have a room that we adopt in her name, so we get um it's a thousand dollars a year to have that plaque on the door and everything in her name. So we always um raise money every year for it. Okay, I'll tell you what. When it when is this? When when's her birthday? Um, September twenty seventh. September twenty four. Sorry. Okay. Twenty fourth. Twenty seventh is my anniversary. <laughs> and today is what? Thirty first. August thirtieth. Okay. Okay. My name is Steve Joyner, and if you donate a thousand dollars in your daughter's name i will manage you and do pr for a year for free that means i will i will book all these people on your show i will book you on shows even if you wrote a dog about even if you wrote a a book about a unicorn who sings i'll I'll put you out there (laughs) thank you thank you contact you guys for that and if you sponsor no new friends podcast or no new friends off after dark i had the same offer applies awesome very cool. And, Love if you, it. And, if you, and if you think I can't do it, ask Scott. So I, I, I like going, I like tripping out Scott because I'm like, Scott, you busy? No, you got to admit, hold on real quick. <laughs> but remember my three sons? Oh, yeah, this is the guy who played Chip Douglas. I, 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 I tripped. I, 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 Scott, I, I ambush people. Scott's been on the receiving end of that, right? Oh, Scott, yeah. When, when you put Eddie on the phone, I lost my mind. That was, that was super yeah. fun. So I'll tell you what, it, that's that, you know, you can put it in there, but if, you know, it, I'm serious. You make a donation in her name, or if you sponsor, or, or do both. I'll they'll let me know, and I'll make it worth your while. Thank you. We love that. Awesome. Ah uh, man. I, before I go into yeah. my 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 super long, uh, I'm sorry, super short outro. Well, I do have never some a summer. long outro. I do, I do uh, have some summer. Yeah. Before I go into my super short, concise outro, like always, Scott. Please, would you do you have some summaries for us? I, I do. It's not a lot. It's always difficult to have summaries when we have a guest on because, you know, I'm I'm intently listening uh, instead of tuning the two of you out like I normally do. <laughs> Here we go. OK, so Steve said that uh, when he broke his leg, it was skinny, thin and creepy. Uh, this is much like Chris's penis. Um, <laughs> Steve said that when uh, he would hear Howard Stern's voice, he would turn off. When my wife hears my voice, uh, she gets turned off. <laughs> Steve talked a lot about meeting the Undertaker. If Chris doesn't start losing weight, he may meet a different Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Nick stayed quiet most of this episode, um, and that's because we talked a lot about wrestling, and Nick spent the entire episode uh, Googling wrestlers to see them in their Speedo costumes. <laughs> And that's why I turned my camera off, too. <laughs> Steve was talking about his uh, Wilford, Brim, uh, Wilford Brumley story. Um, I thought that I met Wilford Brumley one time. It just turns out it was just Chris being sto- swollen from the diabetes. Oh, my God. oh you, guys, you guys live in Florida. There's Wilford Brumley's everywhere. You don't need <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, go, he's go, to, go to Costco any Sunday. You'll see Wilford Brumley. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, they're always there. No, no, real quick. You, you, you guys go into Costco. There's always the old guy with the Panama hat and the shorts. I, I mean, it's, it's, and, and the damn shit. Fedora. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and Chris, those are my summaries. Oh, thank you, Scott. Uh, <laughs> so before I get to my uh, my very again very short outro, uh, Steve, I want to thank you so much for thank for you. joining us tonight. This is this has been so great. Uh, now, in my uh, as I do the uh, I don't want to say journey into my very short outro. Um, <laughs> oh, Chris, you hold on. I would tell you one last story. Can I? Please, oh, please, please by all means. You're a wrestling fan, okay? Of course. You know who Vince Russo is? Vince Russo? No, I don't actually. He was a writer for the World Wrestling Federation. Okay. You know, you know who you know who Jim Cornette is? Right. Okay. Jim Cornette and his will has it to where he he has to pee on Russo's grave. There's a grudge. Vince Bruce Russo was a New Yorker who says bro a lot, and he 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 was he did a lot of writing stuff. Well, I met him a long time ago through a guy named Stevie Ray who was in a tag team called the Harlem Heat. Anyway, I Vince didn't want to interview wrestlers. He wanted to interview people like you guys interview. Okay. But he, but, and so I put Larry Hankin, Carl Gottlieb, and Bruce Falanche on Vince's program. And Vince, who has a very inflated ego, is all, you know, Larry, I wrote wrestling. And Larry's all, oh, cool. He's like, were you any good? And he wrote it during a really bad time. And and what was sad was he's trying to tell these guys, like, you know, I wrote wrestling. They didn't give a rat's ass. I mean, it was bad because he didn't watch it, you know. But this guy is, Vince was trying to put himself, like, you know, I did this, I did that. And they're of like, course. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Larry's all, well, okay, cool. <laughs> he's not even like oh my god <laughs> and anyway but it was just funny because he I mean he was all jazzed up about it that's amazing carl said something like a question what did he say carl's such a his his his, his english is amazing you guys know you interviewed him yeah carl said carl says i question the validity of a sporting event where men hit each other with steel chairs and not one bruise or blood happens. You know, <laughs> it's very true. Very That's true. amazing. Steve, uh, before I get into my, again, very short, intro, yeah, is, oh, yeah. is there, or outro, is there, is there anywhere? Um, so you are a PR guy. You can get uh, interviews with people. Is there anywhere people can find you on the interwebs? Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a page called Thresher Public Relations. Great. Like the shark, but, yeah, that, that's it. And and uh you know, I'm like Jesus. If you call upon me, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Hey, easy and, enough. And yeah, the thing is, uh Thresher PR on Facebook, uh, or you can always get a hold of us, no new friends yeah, podcast at yeah. Yahoo. Get a hold of these guys. You know, sponsor these guys show, then you'll find me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make exactly. A donation and, and in this man's daughter's name, and you'll find me. I'm dead serious. You think yeah. I'm kidding? Anybody who sponsors a show who hears my voice and makes a donation, Piper's name, I will handle you for a year. And if you don't think I can get you on the phone with someone you thought you'd never meet, try me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You should see, uh, you should see what I do to Scott. I'd be like Scott, hey, have you ever met, you ever met a dwarf that can juggle? He's like, no. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Sign me up for that. I I got, I, got, I, I got Scott on the phone with the guy that worked with the real Conjuring people, Ed and Lorraine Newman. Remember that, Scott? Yeah, we're we're gonna have him on on Thursday tomorrow. Yeah, you you, yeah, you guys saw the Conjuring movies? Okay, you saw I the just movies. Did. This dude hung out with them when the shit was really going on. He was there. So, I mean, a movie's a movie. This guy is all the stuff. I'm going to have him bring the demons out of Nick because I, I haven't <laughs> been able to yet. <laughs> yeah, we're we're excited about having him on tomorrow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh. 
I'm sorry. I, I messed you up. You're, 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 good. you're good. Oh, no. No one Steve, can mess Steve, me up. I messed no myself idea. up. Yeah. Chris is so bad at outros that it really usually bad. takes him for This will take 20 minutes. This. This, will, yes. this will take 20 minutes. All right. I'm so, sorry, Chris. I, I will bother. What was I going to say? So, Steve, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Thank you for opening up. Uh, you did mention you tried to take your life multiple times. And yes. on behalf of all of us and on behalf of the hundreds, if not thousands of people that you've been in interactions with in your whole life I, I everything happens for a reason thank god you're still around today because um just through this short time of talking to you i i have found that you're a genuine human being and you're on this earth to serve a higher purpose than what you think and um being on the receiving end of getting these interviews and stuff ah, it's, it's very cool but knowing that the person behind the scenes getting these interviews is doing it because they're trying to help people it's not mm -hmm. like uh you know like you said, it, it's more about making connections than anything else. I, I that resonated with me. I think that was so cool, uh, Steve. It just you're a genuine human being. I just want you to know that. That's um, all you can be. That's all you can be. This is this this interview has been great. I I loved hearing the humor. I loved hearing the realness. You you you've been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yes, thank you, Steve. I, 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 got, I, got a, I got a hot couple hot couple water here. I'm gonna go stick Eddie's hand in it when he goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Please record it for content. Yeah, oh yeah, thank, yeah. Thank you, Steve. Oh hey, take, take care, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. So there you have it. Thank you again, Steve, for joining us tonight. Steve is such an awesome human being. Uh, you'd never know behind the smile that he shows us on a daily basis that he'd have such a deep, uh, very sad backstory. And that just goes to show that you don't know what anybody is going through until you talk to them. So I encourage you, uh, reach out to your neighbor, reach out to your friend, talk to them, ask them how they're doing. Um, that's what this podcast is all about. Email us. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about anything. Nick will talk to you about anything. Scott might charge you. But for me and Nick, we won't. <laughs> but anyway, it's been another episode of No New Friends After Dark. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Dude, like Steve, you just you just uh, kind of opened up to us tonight and said, this happened to me, this, that, the other thing, right? There's people listening hey, right now. And Hold on, Hold on. Hold go ahead, go ahead. One minute? Go ahead. Hey. They want to ask what it's like living with me. Tell them what it's like living with me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the legendary Eddie Deezer. I'm on an interview. They, they, yeah, they say, want to say, do we get along good, right? Oh, it wasn't super bad. It's great living with Steve. He got me super bad from the library. One of my favorite Oh, movies. my gosh. <laughs> I've been yeah. living forever. All right. See, I told you he's alive. You didn't kill him yet. You didn't kill him yet. I told him how we're like stepbrothers and oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. You guys should film a no. movie. So you have stepbrothers. You should have the movie too with Steve Joyner and, and do bunk beds and everything. Oh my god! Yeah. No new friends after dark has been brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpipervacations.com. Just check out our website, no new Become a friend with benefits. Check out our sweet merch and so much more. This has been a No New Friends Entertainment LLC production.